Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Baseball isn't boring with Bradlow on WEI. All right, baseball isn't boring is back. Oh, hey, I get it. I was like, oh, this is odd. This is odd uh, rejoin. But I get it. I get it, Joe Braverman. Well, for once, I'm actually not alone in the studio. I got I a couple know, of friends. I know. We are so, listen, there is no better way to punctuate what I think is probably a perfect game. So don't blow it, guys, because we're pitching a perfect game. Is Sammy and Gordo from the Play Tessie podcast. I don't know if you know what a podcast is, but for those who do, you're going to want to listen to this one. Play Tessie. Hey, guys. What's going on? Rob, good to talk to you, man. What's up, oh, Rob? Look at you guys. Look at you're all grown up in studio. As uh, And I hope that we can do this a lot. This show is going to be on every Saturday. Baseball's been boring. And integrate the collab with the Play Tessie guys, uh, which, um, yeah. So I don't know if you know this. There's a lot going on. And I feel like my rule of thumb whenever I do a show is to advance the conversation and that's what I tried to do because a guy gets traded and then we have the guy on, right? So that's how it works. Correct? Correct. Yeah, you're, right. it's a rarity, I feel like. You never hear from the guy that soon after unless it's like you're just running into him in the clubhouse. Schreiber calls in. Pretty cool that's, of him. That's how it works. And you guys know Schreiber. You guys are good friends with him. Yeah, Schreiber's the All best. All right. Yeah, he's the best. So um, so I want to get reaction to from both of you. To and again, this is Sammy and Gordo from the Play Testy podcast. Go listen to it. Uh, every locked in, every I don't want to get this wrong. It's like Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, we drop Monday, Wednesday, Friday with a smattering of some others, uh, some other feeds. But it is really you guys are doing a superb job, excellent job so far. And we're just starting as I'm sitting here at JetBlue Park, and you guys are back at the studio, but I'm sitting here at JetBlue Park. It is baseball season. It is bizarre. It's a, the bizarre beginning to spring training baseball season, and it's only going to get more bizarre if John Henry talks on Monday. Um, but I will start here. I like to get reaction from interviews. I like to get reaction from news. Gordo, I'm going to start with you first. Give me your reaction to either or and the John Schreiber interview slash news. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the news. Just because my initial reaction when you see a trade like this, you see a guy with three years of control who's a good pitcher, was a really good pitcher in 2022, and you see him traded for a single-A prospect, not a guy who was drafted particularly high in, in MLB Pipeline's midseason rankings. He was number 19 on, in the Royal system. So my You're initial, talking about the Sandman. Right, the Sandman, <laughs> yes. The Sandman, yeah. number 19 midseason. David I, Sandlin. David Sandlin. 
Well, I wasn't I wasn't too happy about it at first, and I still I still think that John Schreiber could have helped this team not just this year, but for years to come too. I think he's a good pitcher, and I think he was set up to have a nice bounce back this year. You know, he was talking uh, just with you about his new cutter. You know, coming into the season healthy, I thought you know he was a good bounce back candidate. Looking a little bit more into it, I understand why they're high on Sandlin. I mean, he throws really hard, and there's a lot of upside there. He could be a starter long term, and if you can get a starter for a reliever, like in theory, you do it regardless of of when that trade comes up. But I just don't love the message that it sends. If if they had made this trade after making several additions and they'd added a couple established relievers and there was, you know, a little bit... I know the bullpen is a surplus, but if there was a little bit more of a surplus of established guys, I would feel a little bit less down about it. But as Sox fans are going to see this trade and just... It's just more of what we've seen all offseason. <laughs> yeah. I think, you, I think you did a pretty good job. I, but, you know, Sammy, I know you have your thoughts. So, let's go. What do you got? Yeah, I think Gordo's right. Fans are not going to like it at first, but... The sad truth of it is this is not a team that expects to contend in 2024. And when you're in that spot and you can take a guy who you see as a relief pitcher, John Schreiber, and you can flip him for a guy who you see as a potential major league starting pitcher, you have to do it. So uh, emotions aside, of course, we love Schreiber. He was one of the first few players we had on play Tessie, and it stinks to see him go. He's talented, a good clubhouse guy as well. But this is a move you have to make if you're Craig Breslow and the Red Sox. So I think that, you guys hit on this where the trade is made, right? And the initial reaction is, what are we doing? What, what, what is happening? Like you're trading away because I think that the Schreiber perspective of Schreiber was that he was going to be, he's going to evolve back into a leading in the reliever and potentially like an answer. If Kenley Jansen gets traded, that he bumps even further toward the ninth inning. So, when you have that on a major league team that you're trying to get excited about and you trade him for a guy who hasn't pitched above single A, who's an 11th round pick, who has been, you know, has been decent in professional baseball, but fine, it's only been a couple of years and you're an 11th round pick. The initial reaction was like, what are you doing? What, what, is hap- what is going on? This is a sad trombone. But as it went on, or as those hour, hour and a half went on, People were getting more excited about the Sandman because of the driveline video, because of scouts takes, because of the projection of him, all of that. If, and I, this is the ultimate poll that, that would be fascinating to be put up, which is, do you like this trade? for This is a really, really good, do you like this trade, Red Sox fans? Where do you guys think that this would land right now if we did this? Well, I think that most fans would say they don't like the trade, which to me is a little bit confusing because if you don't like this trade, that means you probably think the Red Sox can contend. And I don't know. It it just doesn't make sense to me for anyone to dislike the trade because I think we can all agree that the Red Sox are not going to contend. So why would you want the team to then hang on to a relief pitcher regardless of control if they're not going to contend? So I think we'd get a little bit of a mixed bag, but I think the – you know, the smart way to look at it would be this helps the future. 2024 is not the year. You know, put aside your love for Shriver for a moment and just see the big picture. But, Sammy, you say that, in, in, like you're saying this, and we're sitting here on March, uh, sorry, February 17th, just three days after the holiest of holy days, Valentine's Day. 
And and we're sitting here and we're saying, oh, everybody knows they're not going to compete. Everybody, this is a time where you're supposed to be tying yourself into knots to say, hey, you never know. Like in the words of Kenley Jansen, you never know. You never. But know. how but many times have we yeah. gone into never a spring never. training never. in the last yeah in the last <laughs> twenty years? It, I swear, like I was thinking about the other times I felt the team was dead on arrival, and it was and it's coincidentally like 2013 and 2021 that I thought it. But, oh my goodness! Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you had those rosters? I know, but Sammy, that that's that's why I'll that's why I'll push back on you because I I don't love the trade on the surface. I you see a guy like John Schreiber with three years of control. I don't I don't like to see the Red Sox punt any chance they have on a season, and you're doing it not for a guy that's maybe one year away, maybe could come up at the end of the year. You're doing it for a guy that you're projecting multiple years down the line, maybe could be a starter. Like there's a lot that could go wrong here, and this is a this is a guy you're now counting on to outperform in his time with the Red Sox what John Schreiber would do for three years, and that's a guy who's already an established big league pitcher who has had success and has serious bounce back potential. And I say bounce back; he wasn't even bad last year. He was good last year. He was, he was fine. fine. Yeah, he was fine. I mean, I'm kind of jealous of anyone who doesn't like the trade because that would insinuate that you still think this team has a chance to contend in 2024. Not necessarily, but he's on. It's three years. You got you got twenty five, you got twenty six, and who knows? It, it, it Kenley Jansen says you don't love when players' attitude is you never know, as opposed to no, this team's going to surprise some people. But mm-hmm. you truly do it. You never know. You For sure. never but, know. But these are these are relief pitchers we're talking about. It's the most volatile position in the sport. So I think if you have a chance to you know flip a guy like this for someone with upside like Sandlin, who's I, I cannot remember this guy's first name. David David, David. David Sandlin, big sand Sandman. It's can, his Twitter handle. If you can flip, Sandman. If you can flip a middle, not reliever, just a nickname guy. <laughs> you got full names. There we go. If you can flip a guy like Schreiber, who again we like, but he's a middle reliever. If you can get a, someone like Sandlin, who could be a, you know, he can make an impact uh, two years from now. And I know people hate to hear that, and I don't blame you if you're sick of hearing that. I'm sick of hearing it too. But the fact of the matter is, this is a good piece of business when you consider where the Red Sox are as a team. And you also have to consider they brought in a lot of relief pitchers this year, Slayton. Weissert, Campbell, etc. All great ads. Yeah, and those guys could conceivably give you similar production to Schreiber. So that's where I'm at with the trade. I'm at peace with it. You know, the initial reaction, of course, you don't want to see a guy like Schreiber go, but <laughs> this is smart business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm at peace with it. You don't want to let a guy like Schreiber go. It's <laughs> it's such a convoluted, complicated time. Yeah. It really is. Emotions. It, 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 <laughs> That, is that the 2024 Red Sox colon emotions dot 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 a, a dot, bag dot. of mixed a emotions ba- a bag well all right there's a lot more to talk about I got appreciate you guys coming in the studio uh to, there's no better time to talk to you guys about this stuff because listen the trade is made Red Sox spring training starting and by the way I want to drop this little nugget in so I was talking to someone about the these guys who still are unsigned because I do feel like the Whit Merrifield was the ultimate. Hey, hey, listen, agent, I just want to play. Please, just let me get a deal done. So he signs a one-year, eight million dollar deal uh, with with the Phillies. There are those guys, and then there are the Boris guys, the Scott I, Boris Five. Yeah, the Scott Boris Five. And I asked somebody. I said, Hey, you know, is the do you get the sense that the price is coming down at all? And like, not really. I think these guys are dug in, man. Like, wow. and and this isn't this isn't good for the players, especially if you're a starting pitcher. 
It's not. It's just it's definitively not. Anyway, we could get to that. We could get to more about the Schreiber stuff, get to dig anything Red Sox. I'm all, all ears because you guys are always interesting to listen to and to talk to. All right, it's the Play Tessie guys, Gordo, Sammy. I'm Rob Bradford with Joe Braverman behind the glass. And that, speaking of Joe, he's trending right now. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, the Bruins are currently in the second period of their matchup with the LA Kings. The Kings just made it back to a one-goal game. It was 3-2. Three, three goals between the Bees and the Kings. James Van Riemsdyk had two. In the second period, Anthony Richard got his first career goal to make it 3-1. to one. But just moments ago, Vladislav Gavrikov made it a 3-2 to two game. So it's currently Bruins on top of L.A., 3-2 from TD Garden. Last night, Indiana's own Benedict Matherin took home the Rising Stars MVP to kick off All-Star festivities in the NBA. The Celtics are well represented in Indiana this weekend. Jalen Brown will be competing in the slam dunk contest tonight along with Jaime Hawkins Jr., Jacob Toppin, and defending champion Mac McClung. He, along with Jason Tatum, will compete tomorrow night in the All-Star game. In related news, Vince Carter and Chauncey Billups are among finalists for the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Also finalists are former Wisconsin coach Bo Ryan and Hall of Fame player Jerry West, who is a finalist as an executive. The final list of inductees will be announced during the Final Four in April. As we've been talking about, according to Jeff Passan, the Red Sox are trading reliever John Schreiber to the Kansas City Royals. In return, they'll be requiring minor league right-hander David Sandlin. The Raiders plan to release quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo in March after being suspended for two games next season for a PED violation. And the San Diego Padres plan to move Xander Bogarts to second base this season and give the shortstop start to Ha Seung Kim. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Let's go. Baseball's a boring show. Every Saturday... Usually from 12 to 3. This is the first. This is a launch. We did a soft launch at Winter Weekend, but now this is a launch. I'm Rob Bradford, Joe Braven behind the glass. So far, we've had a cavalcade of stars. Maybe the, the biggest collection of stars that this station has ever had, these stations have ever had in a matter of two hours. Pete Fassi, hitting coach, Vaughn Grissom, infielder, Trevor Story, infielder, and then a guy who was traded just a couple hours before, John Schreiber. And now the punctuation, the Play Tessie guys, the guys from the Play Tessie podcast, two of them along with our guy Pat and the guy Coop, Gordo and Sammy. Man, you guys you guys can feel it. You can feel it in the air. You, you can feel it in the air tonight, can't you, baseball? 
What's Great the air? What's the air feel like in Fort Myers? It's it's pretty uh it's pretty chilly out here, and and I don't get to look at your face in the studio. That's well, kind of disappointing. I, I am flying you to Fort Myers to experience this firsthand. Uh, all everybody, uh, all your guys. Brendan Berardino was asking about you guys, and <laughs> Zach Scott, uh, Zach Scott, Zach uh, Kelly was asking about you guys. Um, uh, of course, your guy Murph, Chris Murphy was asking about you guys. So you've met left Mike quite an impression and. And and I've also uh, I found what I you guys know I love best shape of your life season right oh, I love yeah. best shape of your life season I found a guy and he was a guy who was a regular on the old Bradford show and now he's going to be a regular he's committed to doing whatever you need for play Tessie and that's got our guy Alex Benellis Red Sox prospect Alex Benellis has officially committed his his allegiance to the play Tessie podcast. I ran into him, and when I say best shape of his life, best shape of our life, best shape of the player's life, Alex Benellis, of course, came over the Jackie Bradley trade um, along with David Hamilton. Was Hunter Renfro? Was that the trade? I get it yeah. mixed up. Yeah. yeah. But he's and he had a tough year last couple, year and a half, whatever, but he showed up to camp, and it was notable. Notable, like this guy, he nine percent. I get this documented because that's the type of reporter I am. Nine percent body fat, nine <laughs> percent wow, body fat. And so I asked him because he's palling it around with Marcelo Meyer. I said, You must weigh less than because he's a corner infielder, right? Yeah, so so I said, You must weigh less than Marcelo. He's like, Oh, we're about the same. Maybe I'm gonna be body. Oh, I got him body fat, body fat percentage. I got him. And then I was the two of them were walking together. I am telling you, Alex Benellis, not only personality plus, not only is a guy that I am absolutely pulling for because he's a great uh addition to any podcast, but he's gonna be a star for play Tessie this year. So there you go. The former Bradford Show minor league correspondent, am I right? Well, along with the podcast feed, I also give you all my guests. So it's that's how it works. And by the way, Brennan Bernardino has agreed to simulate his days as a host in the Chili's. And uh, and oh, so no. yes, so, so, <laughs> what so, does that even mean? So, <laughs> well, so in case people about? in case people don't know, Brennan Berardino came on. It was a, I think let's say he came on the Play Tessie podcast, right? He came on the Play Tessie podcast. Red Sox reliever. He said, "What are some of the, the jobs that you've had in the past?" And he said, "Host at um, Chili's." And he went on to document how uh, somebody. Uh, Went to the bathroom in the lobby of a Chili's, and he had to deal with it. That's one of the many things that a Chili's host has to deal with. And I said, "Well, we're going to go to a Chili's in Fort Myers, and we're going to find we're going to, if nothing else, we're going to have Brendan. Ber- he's going to do this for the Play Tessie podcast. He's going to interview Brendan Berardino. Is going to interview the host for a Florida Chili's host <laughs> and, and ask what the wildest thing that they had to deal with because you know." In Florida, it's next level with any anything like this. Twice right? as nice. Twice as uh, nice. This is going to be gold for your pockets. Anyway, uh, what's done is done, and I look forward to all of the things that I just talked about. But what's done is done with the Red Sox offseason, and I don't know if we look forward to what is happening, but it's always a room for conversation. I, I'm just going to go with it. We talked about the Schreiber trade, and you guys kept saying, we know that they're not going to contend. We know it could contend. Here's my overall take, and I'll let you guys react for the Red Sox. This is what it is. I have the perfect analogy. It is the old rusty car, the old Mustang in the garage. 
And you find it, and there's cobwebs everywhere, and you know it's not getting on the road anytime soon, but you have to start anywhere. So where do you start? You start with replacing the floor. You start with replacing pieces of the engine. And then like, hey, you know what? It might be drivable in a year. That's Unfortunately, that's where we are with the Red Sox. Yeah, we got a bunch of new people on the coaching staff, the Kyle Bodies of Driveline and, and this and that and these guys. And, and we're, we're getting the foundation in the farm system. We're getting more pitching depth and all of that. But that's where we're at. I mean, do you guys agree, disagree? I don't know. There's what do one, you feel? There's one flaw with that theory. Okay, sure. This is the third time, third year in a row that we've taken the rusty old car out of the garage and said it needs to be fixed, and it has not been fixed. No, no, no. You know as well as I do that when the car, the car was taken, it was the best-case scenario of that car. It was, hey, you know what? The cop might not see that the inspection uh, in sticker, uh, sticker is expired, and we might be able to get away with it. This one you aren't even putting on the road. I right? want to change up your, theor- or your uh, analogy here. I don't think right. it's an old rusty car. I think Ooh. it's a car that was like, what, a muffler away from being able to be driven and maybe a couple of dents in the doors. It's the easiest couple of things that you could, like, you could, you could do this in two days and then you're going to be able to drive that thing for years. And it's just like, eh, nah, we don't need, we'll, we'll, we'll replace those things in a year. We'll just leave it in the garage for a year just, just because. So would That's you, how I see would it. Would you trade in one good car part for multiple not as good car parts? <laughs> well, if that one good car part could make my car drivable... Why am I? Why do I need the not as good car parts? Oh, maybe we should just go back to Chili's. Oh man! <laughs> but and while you're driving the rusty car that needs all the parts, everyone's driving like Bugattis. <laughs> well, that's the point. It's like I couldn't, as I've, as I've said multiple times, that I wrote earlier this week. It the most painful thing, and this isn't the off season isn't defining whether you're win or lose. You don't win or lose the season with the off season. We get it. We and people are are down. Who knows? Maybe they win. Maybe everything breaks right. They win. But the the juxtaposition with the Yankees the other day should have been so painful. Where you have Aaron Boone saying they're hell bent on winning a world championship and not stopping there, and then saying because we know that last year wasn't acceptable. And the Red Sox could have said the same thing. They could have said the same thing. They could have done the same thing. But here that you have up two hours north in Tampa, them saying the hell-bent, which is the next level from full throttle, and actually doing something about being hell-bent, compared to the Red Sox, yeah, the offseason didn't break the way we wanted, or Kenley saying, yeah, you never know. Who knows? Maybe you never know. So, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, it's like we've seen the same movie so many times. I feel like this is the same or a very similar spot that they were in last year. Uh, you know, you take out the Yankees part, but it's just the... It's worse the, than last year, Sammy. Yeah, it's, it's another it's, year on the books where you're like, it, it, you thought it would be over by now. I mean, last year we kind of That's why it's figured, so much worse. Yeah, that's you, why it's so much worse right there. Yeah, you it figured you'd be over. there last year. This year we thought it would be over. Here we are with the same old car that we're trying to get to run, and it's just not working. <laughs> See, it was a good analogy. There it you was, go. Yeah, credit to you. <laughs> so, but, Sammy, it's, it's, it's like we referenced before. It has never, ever been like this, ever. And, and even last year, let's go back to last year. Chris Sale was pitching well. He pitched well throughout the entire spring training. You know, you had all these guys. Oh, my goodness, Garrett Whitlock, he's going to become a, an elite starter. Uh, who else did they have? Josh Winkowski Cor- was jo- breaking Cor- out last Corey, spring. Corey Kluber, he was actually, oh, yeah. he's the next Michael Waka. You know, it was, <laughs> it was, it was all of that. And, and 
And I'm not even talking about the position players. You know, Justin Turner, who like was perceived as a good player. Yoshida, who knows? Maybe he's awesome. Um, Tristan Casas is going to be breakout. You know, it's all of this is, yeah, you have pieces here, but the perception is completely, and don't even start with comparing it to the last time that you had this little expectations, which as you, I think, Gordo, you said this, maybe 2013. And, but think about that. We had the expectations were so low and you still had Ortiz and Pedroia and Lester and all these guys. And you know what? They did end up winning. This is a whole nother level of, of sad trombone. And Rob, there's something that we've spoken about with you on play Tessie multiple times. So many guys being expected to do things that they have not done before or have not done in a while. I feel like this year you could say that's even more of an issue than last year, which is crazy to me because last year we talked so much about how that's an issue. And now they're running it back with even more question marks. Gordo and I ran down the entire starting roster a few episodes ago, and it's what seven out of nine of the starting lineup. We, we listed as question marks, most of the rotation, a little bit of the bullpen now more without Schreiber. It's just question mark city. It's crazy. And you look at you look at last year, and the the question one of the questions last year is can Justin Turner maintain what he did for the second half of twenty twenty two and bring it to twenty twenty three? That's the most recent data. So there was re- legitimate hope. Now it's like Yoshida is probably the third most solidified bat in your lineup. And for the last two months of last year, he just didn't really hit. Yeah, that's not a good place to be. It's crazy. It, it feels like for your neglectful. third best bat for yeah. your third most. For the third most likely to be counted on bat to be that much of a question mark to where his OPS was in the 600s for the final two months of the season. That's a tough place to be. Well, and Justin Turner, people forget. Like, we talk about the leadership in the clubhouse and all that, but people forget he was the guy protecting Rafael Devers. He was the legit – he was the guy also that came through at every turn in the big moments. He was perhaps, perhaps – the most impactful and effective overall offensive player on that team. And when he got hurt on, on at the end of July, then that's when they fell off a cliff because he's walking around with this broken toe or foot or whatever it was. And they fell off a cliff because nobody else was stepping up. There was no. And so who is going to be that guy now? And, And I don't know, maybe they evolved, but the, the dangers, and guys, we've talked about this a million times, the pain for certainty, the dangers, and everyone defaults to the five aces, and rightfully so. The five aces thing is this entire team, almost. <laughs> so it is. It's an entire team of aces. <laughs> Pretty good yeah. team right there. Well, I, I, yeah, sure. Again, again, everything can break right. Absolutely everything can break right. But I know this, in the world of baseball, when you bank so much, on the maybes, or as you say, live life, take up residence in Question Mark City, which I think is awesome. Fort Myers now is Question Mark City. So it's when you do that, you pay the price usually. And we saw that with a bullpen. What was the what was the greatest move that they made last year? Which is paying for Kenley Jansen and Chris Martin, right? Yeah. I mean, Chris Martin got a Cy Young vote. That's a pretty good move. I you paid that. for certainty in two prime bullpen spots last year and all of a sudden your biggest weakness for years turned into potentially your biggest strength and it would have maintained it would have continued to be their biggest strength had they had starters who could go beyond four or five innings every every day 
And and Rob, I want to go back to what you just said. If everything breaks right, this team could be something. You could say that about a lot of teams. Including the last two years of Red Sox teams. Yes, but I feel like, yes, Gordo, great point. I feel like this 2024 Red Sox team is an extreme example of that. Every, I mean, who's going to bat third right now between Devers and Casas? It's probably going to be Trevor Story. That guy had a, what, 52 OPS plus last year. That's not a guy you want to rely on to hit third and be impactful for you. Do we believe he can do it? Sure. Still, not a great spot to put him in after two very disappointing seasons. I'm sure he'd agree he's not happy with his performance. And now you expect him to be the leader, hit third, be your best defender on the infield. It's just way too many guys in situations like that where they're being asked to do too much uh, in spots that they haven't been at in a while or have never been at. You keep saying well, you're, you're right, though, Sammy. It's 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 think to be, you're relying on these guys to do things that they've never done or to do things that they haven't done in years. And for that number three hitter. Between Devers and Casas, two lefties, you want it to be a righty. And to me, on the roster right now, two guys stand out. Mainly Trevor Story, but Tyler O'Neill maybe, because he had MVP votes two years ago. But this is just another example of them kind of not just hoping for, but needing a guy to do something that he hasn't done in multiple years. And in both of their cases, it's not just perform, but it's stay healthy. Yeah, and when you're talking about O'Neill, you have to hope and pray that the 2021 version of him is the real him and not the two seasons after that followed, which were very disappointing. And that's a guy who's also a candidate to hit third between the two big lefties. It's just so much of this on one roster. It feels, like I said earlier, it's like they, they neglected the roster in such a way. It's just question mark city. Sometimes you need one or two things to go right on this team you need, like... Seven. Nine or ten things to go right. <laughs> it, it, well, I mean, we and we can power rank the the, the most important players. No, I mean, I think it's fair to say we, if we're going to power rank the most important players because we love a good power ranking. Uh, forget about Devers. Like he's okay. No, he doesn't count. Like okay, Devers doesn't count. But if we're going to power rank the most important players of take of swinging this team one way or the other, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go. I'm going to be outside the box a little bit. I'm going to go with Lucas Giolito. Like, Lucas Giolito was... People don't understand how good he was before he got traded. He was exactly the pitcher that they're signing up for, but you can't ignore the last couple months. And But if, if you get the good Lucas Giolito, because you desperately need an innings eater. That's one of the reasons he's here. That's why people scream and yell about Jordan Montgomery. So I'll, I'll put him at the top of my power ranking for guy who has to step up the most. Yeah, I'll it, give you all right, Gordo. Woo, who's yours? Uh good one. Maybe <laughs> no, maybe it's Nick Pavetta. I I kinda like where you're going with the pitching. I, I think Giolito, you're kind of guaranteeing yourself at least innings, and you're probably gonna get an ERA in the fours at, at the worst. I don't think he's gonna be in the fives. Nick Pavetta, he'll eat innings if he's good, but you have to remember, like everyone's kind of counting on Nick Pavetta to be this front of the front front of the rotation guy that we saw for, what, the last two-thirds of the, last the, season. The two guys that Cora's talking up the most, Garrett Whitlock and Nick Pavetta. Right. Not even close. Is this not the exact same conversation we had last year? Garrett Whitlock and Nick Pavetta. These guys are going to change your rotation. It's the same story. And then the issue is, last year you saw exactly what happens when it doesn't work. Nick Pavetta removed from the rotation because he wasn't pitching well. Garrett Whitlock gets injured, and Whitlock has been injured a lot. Like, Nick Pavetta right now kind of feels like he's taken on the leader of the starting rotation role, like kind of that vocal leader. But we got to remember, this is a guy who did not pitch well for the first third of the season last year and got removed from the rotation. And we've seen him be up and down 
several times over the course of his career, you need the best version of Nick Pavetta. But he, fi- he, figured, he figured it out. He figured it out. Sammy, who do you got for your number one guy? I think it has to be Trevor Story. The Red Sox okay. were, I think, the second worst defensive team in Major League Baseball last year. The biggest issue was shortstop, Kike Hernandez. Trevor Story has to fill that hole. He also has to fill the aforementioned three-hole that Justin Turner left. Those are two huge tax, uh, tasks for him. So I think he's under an immense amount of pressure, not something he can't handle. But, man, that's my most important guy on the team this year. He's going to be expected to do a whole lot. Okay, secondary question, and one I asked Alex Cora when I dropped into to question Mark City yesterday, otherwise known as Fort Myers. Um, who is going to be the opening day starter? Now I, I, now, I didn't ask that directly of Cora. I said, do you have someone in mind for the opening day starter? Because I knew that he and remember last there. year's is retired, so he's off the board. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. Oh, yes. So who who is the opening day starter? Who is going to be documented? Hold on. I'm writing it down right now. Gordo, you first. You have you, you could obviously pick between one of three guys, but you've heard Brian Bayo talk about it so much, and they have an eye towards the future. I think it would send a good message to, I guess, the team and to him that they believe in him to do it. So I'm going to go with Brian Bale. All right. Okay, Sammy, who do you got? <laughs> I think they're going to go with an opener, actually. No, no, I think they're going <laughs> to. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with Gordo. I think it's going to be Bale. It's going to be a little nod from Cora, like, you're the guy now. We believe in you. And also, Seattle's a pretty good place to start off the season. That's a big ballpark. They're more of a pitching team. They don't hit that well. So like, good way for Bale to get off on the uh, right foot. Uh, I thought someone was going to say Nick Pavetta. but they, What do you got, Rob? Are you going Lucas? No, nah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with Pavetta. Okay, I'm going to go with Pavetta. Yeah, uh, people won't like it, but I'm going to go with. By the way, poll play, at, at play Tessie at play Tessie put up. Do you like the John Schreiber Sandman David Sandlin trade for the Red Sox? Yes, seventy eight percent. Wow, That's high. yeah, That's a lot of. Yes. I told you it shifted in a hurry. It shifted in a hurry. Um, all right, guys, give me give me the what's what with play Tessie. Let's, what's going on? We're uh, we're on we're recording on Sunday night, dropping on Monday, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. We've got a, I believe we've got a cool guest coming up uh, to drop on Wednesday. But we we get people on and we we have a great time doing it. We love uh, that you've given us your platform. You passed on the Bradford Show, and we've had a we've had a great time with it. It's great that we can finally start to do it with actual baseball because we just did our fortieth episode mm-hmm. and. We started this in November. A pitch yeah, has not been thrown in a game. It's, since we but this. that's the the off season's a hard one to do. But we all made it through. We all made it through. Particularly so. this off season. Content machine. Yeah, we're gonna break down this trade in depth on the next episode as well. Uh, I love it. I love it. All right, Sammy Gordo, excellent job again. Anyone wants to listen to any of this, and it'll give this part will be on the Play Tessie feed. The baseball isn't boring feed. We're gonna have all the interviews that we just had. We have Vaughn Grissom, Pete Fatsy, Trevor Story, and John Schreiber just two hours after he was traded. Joe Braverman, awesome job. I look forward to this entire season. The baseball isn't boring show here in EI. It's going to be great. A lot of baseball talk. Take a little bit of a breather from all the football stuff. I think we proved it's a good time today. All right, we'll do it again next week. We'll see you later. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.